You're listening to the Fantasy Football Show. What's going on, guys? Here to talk the second round of the mock draft that we've already got underway here on YouTube. I did a video where I did the first round, as you can see right in front of you. Let me lower that shot. Kamara, Zeke Elliott, Barkley, McCaffrey, Gordon. We're going to talk about this one in a second, and we're going to move Gordon into the, the second round, and I'm going to show you what I'm going to do to make that right. Because since uh, we did the mock draft, Gordon decided to hold out. Gordon's threatening to demand a trade if he doesn't get the contract. What's going on, Gabe? So, what's going on, guys? We're going to have to move Gordon out of that top uh, top five. We'll have to move Gordon into the second round. So, we got Kamara, Elliott, Barkley, McCaffrey, Gordon, Hopkins, Adams, Thomas, DJ, Odell, Le'Veon Bell, Dalvin Cook, Julio, or I'm sorry, Dalvin Cook. That is what we had for the top 12. So, that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. That was our 12. Julio is going to get bumped into that top 12 because we're going to move Gordon out again since we did that mock draft we had Gordon uh hit the news with uh potential holdout and demanding a trade so we're going to take Gordon and I'm going to put him at 2.01 right now so this is the first round we already did this it's in a previous video I'll link it in the description of this video if you want to watch round one we're going to again adjust Gordon so I'm going to move everybody up and we're going to put uh, Julio in there in place of Gordon, essentially, but, you know, moving everybody up. So we're going to kick off round two with Gordon at 2.01. Now, I think it's really reckless to have Gordon too low at this point. I think Melvin Gordon deserves to be at that 2.1, 2.2, 2 2.3, because he has pop, top five potential upside. If this thing ends quickly... If Gordon reports, if they offer him a deal, if this gets worked out, Melvin Gordon's going to be a steal at this 2.1 range, 2.2, right? So then you have a situation where if this doesn't work out. So my advice to everybody is to pump the brakes on moving Gordon too far into the second round, but definitely don't draft him ahead of guys like Hopkins, Adams, Thomas, DJ even Odell, Bell, those guys, if you want to draft them at the tail end of the first round, I'm kind of okay with that. But I think you're better off making Melvin Gordon your second overall player, your, your second drafted player, because it builds in a lot of that risk. And I don't think even then you want to do it in every league. It's something you're going to want to do in one or two of your leagues if you do like four or five. Uh, if you do 10 leagues, 12 leagues like me, you can afford to do this in one or two of those leagues. So I'm going to go ahead and say after Melvin Gordon at 2.1, who I think is a bargain considering. Now I could, as news unfolds, as the holdout extends, if things start worrying me, like if he has a holdout and that leads to injury, you know, that, that happens when, when players hold out too long. You worry about, especially a guy like Melvin Gordon, who's very injury prone as it is, he holds out, odds of him getting hurt go up, I think, a ton. So we'll adjust this as we go. But next up for me, Mike Evans. I think Mike Evans, can you can get this guy later. Let me preface first and foremost that you can get some of these guys later. Use ADP to your advantage. If you can get Evans in the 15 to 18 range, which is probably likely, do it. Don't draft him any higher than you have to. Don't draft anybody any higher than you have to. 
but Evans has top five wide receiver upside. And he's falling into this 15 to 18 range because people are scooping up running backs. And if Evans by default is ranked outside the top five, six wide receivers, mixing in those running backs, mixing in Kelsey, makes him fall so far when really ultimately he's as good as the tail end of these group of three wide receivers right here. Honestly. And, and this might be slightly different actually come to think of it than the first mock draft that we did. So if I did move Adams or Thomas or DJ around, uh, this is the new order, I guess, as the, as I see it today. So there might be one or two players missing or moved from that, that rank from the original come to think of it. So this is the first round. We're covering around to the second. So we got Gordon Evans up next. Another guy that arguably has top five wide receiver upside Juju Schuster. I think the production's already there for him to warrant this draft slot. If he improves upon last year's numbers, gets more TDs, he could earn, again, like Evans, value in this, like, six to eight range overall. Now, if you wait on Evans, I'm sorry, if you wait on Juju into the second, you're better off. It gives you more bang for the buck. But I think, ultimately... Honest A, Bell will be a top 10 running back PPR, but you wouldn't draft him in standard formats. I get it, but, you know, I think Bell's definitely worth a look in this range, especially in the last two or three picks in the first and then into the turn of the second. Very, very decent value for Bell, but I wouldn't do it in every league. But Juju, you could draft Juju at 9, 10, and I, I, I'm not saying he can't earn that, but he is falling on occasion more often than not today. Earlier in in the June and May, Juju was like a staple in the 9 to 12 range. I'm seeing him fall into the very top of the second, and I think that's where you can hit home run potential with Juju. So for me, I try and wait a little bit, let him fall, and then hit a home run with Juju as my second drafted player. But I see only improvement for him. Controversial topic, not necessarily Chubb, but what I recommend to go along with Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb by himself is a risky second round pick. Nick Chubb handcuffed to Kareem Hunt. I know, you're going to get all upset on me. Smitty, why would I draft a guy in Kareem Hunt that isn't going to play half a season? Let me say this as simply as I can because this topic is hilarious. People get so upset I don't know of another topic that makes people more upset than this topic. It literally makes people angry. And half the people don't read the comments. Half the people don't read the article that I'm writing about it. Half the people don't even watch the entire video. And then they make some kind of moronic statement like, Oh, I don't think Hunt's going to take Chubb's job. I totally disagree. When that's not what I'm saying at all. If you draft Nick Chubb, a very injury-prone player. And he had one of the most gruesome knee injury, dislocation, whatever, PCL, all the, all the ligaments in his knee. The most gruesome injury I've seen as far as a running back with a knee injury that I've seen in a long time. And if you think his aggressive style with the amount of workload he will endure and consume in Cleveland as they ramp up their offense and they feed him a ton, which he will produce. He's going to be an amazing top 5 to 10 running back per start. But if you're not worried about him in weeks 10, 11, 12, 13, you need to be. 
And Kareem Hunt may cost you a seventh-round pick. Yes, Dante Pettis is there. Yes, you may get uh, Lat Murray or somebody that can maybe have standalone value on your roster if you draft that player. I get it, and I get the argument. And if you like that, I'm fine with it. I'm not going to argue that you shouldn't go after a Lat Murray over a Kareem Hunt. But if you draft Nick Chubb, you most certainly should cuff him to Kareem Hunt because... The duo together locks you into top 5 to 10 running back numbers per start for the entire fantasy football season. Assuming Hunt doesn't get hurt like early on. But, but, or Chubb. Chubb, as the season goes on, will probably have a higher likelihood than most players given his gruesome knee injury, given his aggressive, abusive to himself style of play, have more of an injury risk than most backs in his position with the volume that he's getting. Situation can be king. Look at the situation that that, uh, Damian Williams is in. His situation is so good, it doesn't matter if he didn't produce in the past. Damian Williams is locked into elite production in Kansas City. And he also has some cuff requirements, in my opinion. But now, you're looking at a guy in Nick Chubb, that if cuffed cuffed to Kareem Hunt, Locks you into top 5 to 10 running back numbers per start. You sleep well at night because you have the situation locked down. Locked down big time. And it costs you, yes, a 7th round pick. But you're guaranteed the production. I I love the argument that it's a waste. That, Smitty, I could, I'm not going to roster... I'm not going to put a guy on my roster that I'm not going to use all year until round, or round 9, 10, or 11. I'm sorry, until week 10 or 11 when you're taking me round 7. But we hope you don't have to use him. You better hope you don't need to use Chubb until week, uh, sorry, Cream Hunt until week 11, 12, or 13. You don't want to use Cream Hunt. So for me, it's just, it's a crazy argument that it's a wasted pick. It's a crazy argument that, now if you're in a small league, I also preface this in every single one of these topics or videos. If you're in a Yahoo league that only allows you to have five total backup players on your bench, or a league that requires you to have five running backs only. You can't do this. That goes without saying. That's obvious. And sometimes some of you play in those leagues only. And so that's the only world you live in. So you think no, you think everybody else lives in the same world. There are leagues out there where people have 20 bench spots, 15 bench spots. Uh, you can load up on 10 running backs if you want. That is the kind of situation where this makes sense. And if you are in a league where you can't have really any backups at all, very small rosters, you shouldn't be drafting Nick Chubb anyways. But I'm telling you right now that if you can cuff this situation properly, Nick Chubb warrants that pick right there. And you can win a league with production from the duo in the 5-10 to 10 running back range with Nick Chubb Cream Hunt. Next up, AB. AB, to me, hasn't failed anybody as being an elite wide receiver. The last time we saw AB play... He was an elite, elite stud, and nothing's changed in terms of his ability. So, yes, his situation, that's what that's where, where the risk comes into play. That risk is baked into his value, though. So, will he have a tougher time getting the football? Probably. But is he different than every receiver in the NFL in terms of making his own space? Yes. So, for me... I think, and you're saying, Richard, I like that you moved Kelsey back. Yeah, I know everyone loves Kelsey. 
Kelsey's coming up. Don't worry. In two picks. For me, I don't draft a tight end early. And even even though I'm going to rank Kelsey here in a minute, Kelsey to me is a player that I think when you draft him too early, you walk out of your your draft not loving your team all around. You're a little bit more thin. Not drafting wide receiver, wide receiver will leave you thin at running back. Drafting running back, running back will leave you thin at wide receiver. That happens, and and you, you got to expect that. But when you go tight end, you get thin at both of those positions. So it becomes really hard, I think, to build a, build a really well-balanced team when you take a tight end early. And with George Kittle falling on average to the third round, you're looking at amazing value in George Kittle. A, a tight end, I think, can dance with Kelsey all year. I think Kelsey, in, in redraft, I rank number one. But I'm very tempted to say that Kittle could be right there with him all year. And in Dynasty, Kittle's my number one Dynasty fantasy football tight end. So for me, that's why I dropped Kelsey that low. Some people will take Kelsey in the top eight, and I get it. I'm not going to argue against the value on paper, but what it does to your team building when you walk out of your draft, are you happy with your overall dynamic of your team? I don't like it as much. That's why I pass. But I'm okay with anybody drafting Kelsey anywhere in this range because on paper, it does make sense. Next up. Oh, so to finish off on A.B., A.B.'s like no other wide receiver in fantasy football. He makes his own space. He creates his own space. He's he's near impossible to contain, much like Juju. I don't think Juju is going to be focused or successfully shut down by defenses who are focusing on him because Juju is like A.B. He makes his own space. He's impossible to contain, and he plays differently than every other fantasy football wide receiver, and he's going to get open in Oakland. Now, will he have the same amount of yards, receptions, opportunities? Probably not. But that's why you're paying value this this late. That's why you can often get him at the bottom of the second round. Again, this goes down and up in a snake style. So I'm going to sit here and tell you guys, without hesitation, I take A.B. in the middle of the second round. I think that's absolutely fantastic value. A lot of risk is baked into that. Damian Williams is next. Damian Williams, to me, is a top 5 to 10 running back. Damian Williams can be elite. Damian Williams can, I think, be counted on as a very uh, low-risk running back in this range because of his top 5 to 10 running back appeal and the fact that you can get him as your second-drafted player, almost your top of the third, third, so your third-drafted player, you're eliminating a lot of the risk. And yes, he played bad elsewhere outside of KC. Okay. He is, um, you could say, a tad bit of risk of, like, he's older. He hasn't emerged yet. Why hasn't he emerged yet? You could say that, that Damian Williams has that kind of risk or whatever, that you're thinking that, hey, um, maybe I should go with someone safer that's already proven. But the bottom line is situation is king. And that KC offense is so complicated and complex that Damian Williams didn't, he still doesn't to this day have it all down. And that's not a knock on Damian Williams. That's to tell you how complicated this KC offense is. So to insert a Hyde or Darwin Thompson would not be as easy as people think. So if Damian Williams is healthy, he's by default going to be the starting running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Damian doesn't outright lose his job in KC. Hyde is not the backup tone. That's what I'm saying here is that, that that offense is so complicated, there's no way, if healthy, Damian Williams will be replaced. They, they won't want to do it. Not to mention, Damian Williams, he hasn't faltered in KC either. Damian Williams' last six games, if you include the four games in the, in the regular season and the two playoff games, 
He averaged over 100 total yards and had 10 TDs in that six-game span. Depending on the stats that you look at or the, the scoring, that's literally top two or three overall in fantasy football for a six-game span there. So not only was he on fire and he enters with momentum, but you're talking about a guy that is locked into such an, an ideal situation. We're looking at, I think, top five to ten running back numbers by default if he's healthy. Now, you got to handcuff him. Who do you handcuff him to? Is it Hyde? Is it uh, Darwin Thompson, the rookie? I think for now, you've got to go with Hyde because of the complexity of this offense. Um, but in time, it could be Darwin. Um so if you're in a huge league, you might want to cuff all three. If you're not in a big league, a big rostered league, if you can't have multiple, you know, stab in the dark type running backs on your roster, if you're in a Yahoo league, then maybe you take the risk on, on Damian Williams, yeah, and you try and cuff one of them. But I think that it's impossible to to predict who that backup's gonna be at this point. Hen uh Henry says Damian always sucked in Miami, had him yeah, but he, he was in such a bad offense. I don't think you can blame Damian Williams for sucking elsewhere. Like, he's in an ideal situation, and he has not faltered yet. He looked amazing the entire way. They extended him. They believe in him. They didn't go draft any big-name rookie running back. So, honestly, I, I, like, I, like, I like the situation so much that I will say... Even if I couldn't cuff him, I would take him. I would take the risk on Damian even without the cuff. Chubb, I wouldn't. Because as good as I think Chubb will be, and I think he'll be damn good, I think he'll be top 5 to 10 good, Chubb, without Kareem Hunt, could leave you hanging when it counts the most. So that's why I think it's vital. Even if you told me Kareem Hunt was, was suspended or couldn't play until week 12, week 13, if I knew he would at least be there to protect me for the playoffs, it's worth it to me to cuff him. Now, how high would I cuff him? I'm not going to take him in the high six or fifth. No, but you don't have to. Some people are so against drafting Kareem Hunt to begin with, you might land him in the eighth or ninth in some leagues, depending on your league. Make sure you know your league. Make sure you know your league mates. But if you had to, to go late seventh to get him, you're talking about a Dante Pettis or somebody. I like that. I like Pettis, but... You can take somebody else around later that can fill Pettis' spot and like that. It's funny. Henry says, Bell too low. Some of your guys are like, Bell too high. I wouldn't take the risk on Bell. Bell too low. Bell too high. Like, no one's going to agree on these rankings. That's the nature of fantasy football. Half of you like Bell here. Half of you do not. Mixon too low? No. I don't agree, but that's why we play the game. Mixon to me, just like Leonard Fournette, I was called crazy for having him not even in my top 20 yet he was number seven overall not so crazy now that's why we play the game me i'm not touching mixon until the end of the second round you can by all means go for it you're one of the people that wants to drive his adp up i like it because it drives some of my players down henry we, we agree on most things but i do not agree with you on mixon but that's okay you're still my guy all right First round, wrapping around and up the second round. Okay, we can go across that way once I get my new mic set up in here. But, Damian Williams, locked in. 
Travis Kelsey, arguable to go earlier. You could even say the bottom of this first round here, Kelsey's worthy, and then up the second, he's he's worthy anywhere in there. I just in particular don't like drafting a tight end with my second round pick. Now, if it's the end of the second round, which you won't get Kelsey that late, I start to like it a little more because you're, you're looking at bookend picks. So if here's the second round and it's been a wraparound, if you're taking, like, let's say Kittle and Kittle will fall, I'll, spoiler alert, Kittle is going to fall to the end of this draft, the second round. You're looking at, you know, having essentially two picks back to back. So it's almost like you're taking Kittle in the, in the third round at that point. But for me, I don't like the way my team looks when I draft Kelsey in the second round, especially if I draft him in the first round. It doesn't mean that it's a bad pick in terms of the value, because on paper, it makes sense. It makes total sense. But I don't fill out my lineup uh, in a way that feels balanced to me if I take Kittle. And given that, or I'm sorry, that I take Kelsey in the second round, but given that Kittle falls to the third round, I love it because then I can grab that potential top one to two tight end in Kittle because I think Kittle's going to be that good in 2019. And dynasty-wise, he's my number one. I love it. This one's going to upset some people. Are you ready? Ready to be shocked? You think Kittle's in for a regression after he gets a QB finally? I don't know about that one, buddy. But uh, again, that's why we play the game. What's up, Sand? Are you ready for the next one? You ready for the one that's going to shock people? David Montgomery. Now, let me preface and give you a caveat. Do not draft him any higher than you have to. David Montgomery can fall into the third round. I've seen David Montgomery fall into the fourth round. Okay? So let me preface that again and let me give you that caveat one more time. Do not draft David Montgomery any higher than you have to. But he's worth this value. And I'm kind of making a statement here that David Montgomery come mid-August might be going in the second round. Now, call me crazy, but what did I say about James Conner when he was going number nine? That news would break that suggests that James Conner would be in a running back by committee. Was he not? That, Sir, that's why I'm saying... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. ADP is late. Don't look at the ADP because his ADP has been climbing. You're looking at mixed ADP. He's a third rounder. David Montgomery is a guy you need to take in the third round, or you probably won't own him in August drafts if you're drafting in August. I'm telling you, this is where his value is going to be. I think David Montgomery is going to be that good. Now, Henry, if you can take him in the fourth, what did I just say? Take him in the fourth. Sir, Sir Bong's a lot. If you can take him in the third or fourth, take him in the third or fourth. If you take him too early, then you're not maximizing value. Can I say this one more time? 
Do not take David Montgomery. Now, I'm going to say it a hundred times because you know the comments are going to be like, David Montgomery, I'm never taking I'm telling you right now to take him as late as you can get him. But they, no, no one's rubbing off on my David Montgomery. Look at my stuff, Honest Abe. People are grabbing my David Montgomery content. No one, I'm taking that from nobody. I've been talking about this guy since January. So take a lap for that one. For that comment, who said that? Honest Abe, take a lap. Anytime you say something boneheaded, you got to take a lap. If you're at work, get out, run around your building. I don't care if you're in a suit and a tie. That was an uncalled for comment. Take a lap, Honest Abe. If you're at home, run around your house right now, Honest Abe. Take a lap. That's ridiculous to say that someone rubbed off on me on my David Montgomery upside. Are you serious right now, Honest Abe? Are you being honest, Abe? Take a damn lap right now. Yeah. Kevin's got my back right there. I've been talking about him before in December and January of being the number one or number two running back in this class. Taking a deep breath. Counselor says you copy this guy. <laughs> yeah. I Counselor, take a lap. Somebody take a lap for the counselor. I ain't copying nobody. And if you know me at all, you know that I'm bold. I'm ahead of the curve. I'm not copying from nobody. <laughs> sure, buddy. Take a lap, Michael. I ain't busted nothing but my David Montgomery predictions before any of these fools did. Why don't you look back on my content? If you're going to say something boneheaded like you're copying this from somebody else, look at my content. You can look at it. Go back and look at my David Montgomery stuff. David Montgomery is going to explode and nobody sees it coming. The counselor probably saw it on mine. If you want to be honest. My my David Montgomery, my rookie content is out there way before any of you. Yeah, didn't the counselor have DJ at number one? DJ was his number one overall pick in the throne league. So am I copying that? Are you kidding me? I don't copy anybody. This is my stuff. All right. You had me before. What? Is Camara a bad pick at number one in standard? No, he's not. He's right here. All right, back to the draft. David Montgomery is going to be this good come mid-August in draft. So his ADP will climb. Again, how many times do I have to say this before I, I see a comment? I'm still going to see a comment. Like, why would you take David Montgomery in a second? I wouldn't have to. If I don't need to, I won't. I'll take him in the third. Okay? But this is where he belongs, and no one's doing it. No one's drafting him that high. Kevin says, Counselor literally was liking Josh Jacobs better than Montgomery until he saw Smitty's content. You be the judge. Okay. Parker, oh, my bad. Just started watching your channel. Is this a standard draft? No, it's a PPR. 
I'm loving Aaron Jones this year. I like Aaron Jones. I wouldn't take him in the second because you don't have to, but I love Aaron Jones in the third. Honest Abe, I didn't say you copied, but you still didn't like the pick, Honest Abe. All right, Honest Abe, you don't have to take a lap. You're safe. All right, time, time to move on. If he misses no games... This is where he belongs. He could arguably be ranked higher. He could arguably go here. But if he's missing no games, still have to take a lap, Abe. I kind of agree. Abe, I feel like you said something. I don't want to scroll back because I'm live right now and I don't want to mess around. But I feel like you said something that deserved taking a lap. You say I didn't say co- I you didn't you say that I didn't say that you said I copied somebody, but I feel like you still said something that's lap worthy. So, in my opinion, you should be taking a lap. Tyreek Hill, if missing no games, is easily worth this value. Um, if he misses one game, let's say, and I don't know if news is breaking while I'm doing this, but if he's missing one game, I think that he's still worthy of, like, end of the second but into the third. If he's missing four games, you're looking at mid-third to fourth. What's up, Jason? I think he needs to take a lap. I think we should all take a lap together. Okay, next up. I don't like this, but I have to do it. Mixon eventually is going to have to get taken. Maybe for trade value. At this point, um, I think that Mixon... So the things that, the concerns I have for Mixon are his offense is going to blow. He's got Andy Dalton passing the football. He has two coaches that are very inexperienced. They've never been head coaches, the OC and head coach. They're converted QB coaches, and they're given Andy Dalton... Converted, their their master, their wheelhouse is the QB, sculpting and molding the QB. Here's Andy Dalton. Here's a hurt offensive line. Williams is out for the year. Let's shift things over. Yeah, because shifting around an offensive line is good, good thinking. Um, not that they don't have to do it. Honest Abe, you love you. I love Montgomery. I was just busting your balls. Don't take a lap. Final answer, but watch it. You're on take a lap, watch notice. And if I say something bad, I'll take a lap. Bengals got you, uh, got zero line at this point. That's my point. Not only is Mixon a risk from an offensive line standpoint, he is an MCL or in, knee injury waiting to happen, in my opinion. He is a boneheaded guy that makes bad decisions in a league. And I get ripped for this. Smitty, he leveled that woman a long time ago. When are you going to let that go? Not, I'm, not, I'm never really going to let that go. But we live in a world now. And we are in an NFL world right now. Where an old text message or video clip or whatever voicemail can bury you in this league. The NFL doesn't care. The NFL could... so. You talk about all those things. One of those things by themselves. Injury risk wouldn't make me move somebody down from first round to late second. Injury, offensive line, bad offense, inexperienced coaches. Yes, maybe they throw the ball a ton, which is great for Boyd and A.J. Green in the third and fourth quarter. And I know mixing can pull in passes, but you're relying on PPR production to save you week in and week out. When the Bengals are down and losing. If you like the Bengals, by all means, take Mixon. 
but I'm not touching them. And even here, I have to put him in the mock, I feel, because I think you can trade him for value better than this. Same thing with Connor. Connor, Mixon, and Todd Gurley have been my biggest avoid running backs in the first round of all 2019, the whole offseason long. And what did I say about Connor? When Connor was getting taken at number seven, eight, nine, what did I say about Connor? That running back by committee news would break and his ADP would plummet. Connor is now a staple in the second round. Where are all the trolls and haters then? When they said, Connor's a beast, Pittsburgh never shares carry Smitty, you're an idiot. Where are those trolls? Because I'm looking and I don't see them. Where are you? Connor now is in a range where he's more acceptable because you're not passing on Odell's and Cooks and DJ and Thomas and and Evans to get him. Now Connor though can be cuffed very easily and that's more acceptable in the, the late second. So I would take him there. I probably wouldn't I still probably wouldn't be super happy about it. But what did I say about where is he at? Todd Gurley. When Todd Gurley was number three overall, number two, number one, that he would drop out of the first round. He did. Then he dropped into the second round, or really he dropped into the bottom of the first round. Then all the trolls came out. Oh my God, Smitty, you're an idiot. He's going to be amazing. Then his ADP falls here. Oh my God, Smitty, you're an idiot. His ADP falls here. Now Gurley's going somewhere at the turn of round two and three. That's where Gurley's going. Where are the trolls now? The same thing I've been saying about Mixon. Mixon at 7-8. Offensive line's injured. More people getting worried. Now Mixon's going in the second round. Mixon will continue to fall into the late second round. My three biggest avoids for 2019 from January. Gurley. Fallen. Connor. Fallen. Mixon, next. Mixon is next. Gurley, get out of here. Oh, almost broke the glass marker board. We're good. Connor Mixon, my number 2.12. George Kittle, a guy you can get, let me preface again and give you that caveat. You can get him later than this, but this is where I see him going. Kittle, to me, has that value. I love him in the third round, especially on the turn. Again, this is the first round. Then it curves and snakes up into the second round. That's why they call it a snake draft for those young kids watching that are like, why aren't you going this way, Smitty? I'm confused. Because old people used to draft this way. And it works better right now at the moment without my mic rather than going down way. I will change it for you, I promise. So if, th if this is really causing a problem visually for you, I will definitely change it. Kittle. Kittle is a steal in the third round. And let me go over this one more time. Thomas, Mike Thomas, you can get him later. So if you can get him at the tail end, amazing value. Cook will fall into the second round right here on the curve. Let him fall if you can. 
He's better value there. Um, Odell oftentimes goes at 2.01, 2.02. So why do I have him here? I'm making a bold statement and kind of slotting in my sleepers in the right spot. My breakouts, my guys that I think will be potentially league winning and better than people expect. So Odell, if you can get him at 1.02, I'm sorry, uh, 1.12 or 2.01, do it. I'm not telling you to reach if you don't have to. I can't emphasize that enough. Evans oftentimes goes in the middle of the second round. Again, this is the first round, snaking into the second on up. Chubb, about right. You could get him at the tail end of the second round. It's possible. Wait if you can. Damian, he's fallen there. He's also gone there. I would like to see you get Damian more in this range, and you can do that a lot of times. David Montgomery, how many times do I have to say this before people will actually watch the video? He doesn't need to go here. He doesn't. But I like him enough to say that's where he's going to finish. Get ready for the David Montgomery hype train because it's coming. David Montgomery as a third and fourth rounder, that time is probably done. If you're looking at old ADP that's factoring in months ago, and you think you're going to land David Montgomery in the fourth round in your draft, you're delusional. You're not going to. You're going to be taking a lap the next time you come back and you tell me that, oh, I thought David Montgomery was going to fall to me in the fourth round, Smitty. He went at, at you know, 25 overall. Tyreek Hill, if not suspended, will be. David Montgomery went in the sixth round the other day in a FFPC. That's amazing. I don't think it will continue. Um, yeah, I, a lot of people are jacking my Montgomery stuff, honestly. So if you're seeing it elsewhere, it didn't originate there. And I have the video proof to prove it. This is my first and second round. Again, noting to let these guys fall into the third, if you can. See where Kittle and Montgomery are? They're in the third round, folks. Don't take them higher than you have to. Odell, probably take them there. This is me telling you that when these guys fall to you, these three guys specifically, when these three guys fall to you at a range deeper than I slotted them, you're getting home run potential. Home run potential because David Montgomery is that good. You don't need to take them there. You take him there. Odell. You're not taking Odell in the third. You're taking Odell around this range. But I have him here. Odell could finish there. That's how much I like Odell. His ceiling is huge. Kittle can finish in here. But you can take him in the third round. At the end of the second, but really in the third round. And he could play anywhere in the top 12 to 15 overall. David Montgomery could finish as a top 8 to 12 overall player or at least as a rookie a top seven to ten running back he's a top five to ten running back for the future that's my second round where does Ertz go where does Jacobs go where does AJ Green and Thielen go 
What about Henry and Mahomes? What about Diggs and Jones? What about Mac and Carrion? What about Ingram? What about... Those are probably some of the biggest names that we would even consider. Freeman, Keenan Allen, Hilton, Fournette. Honestly, the best strategy I have for you, the team I like the most, the team that I feel dominates all other teams that I've drafted in 2019, was the team that I had Baker Mayfield in an auction and before I drafted Baker Mayfield, I drafted three elite wide receivers. My favorite team in 2019 was where I got Odell, Mike Evans, and Mike Thomas. Three of the cheapest elite wide receivers of the elite. These guys go at the best value, okay? My favorite team were these three guys right here. And that left me enough value. The magnets are getting crazy on me here. <laughs> uh, these three guys right here. These three guys mixed with, in an auction, because people are overlooking it, David Montgomery as your top running back. Then I drafted, where's my boy Baker, Baker, touchdown maker? Baker, Baker, touchdown maker. Okay, so here's my team. Baker, Montgomery, Thomas, Odell, Evans, Tossin and Ajoku at tight end, and go sleeper running back crazy at your running back too. Yes, stacking in a certain way at your wide receivers, getting one running back is going to leave you feeling kind of uncomfortable at one of your positions. That is the point because what you're going to do is go get a Jalen Samuels. I don't know if I have Samuels on here. Uh... Let's see here. I don't think I have Samuels on the board yet. So getting players like this, Henderson, Damian Harris, Jalen Samuels, if you're in a deep league, a Kareem Hunt, stacking your bench with all of those running backs to fill the vacant running back two spot that you have will allow you to have the most dominating team you can in an auction. Baker, or even if you did A-Rod. Because sometimes A-Rod goes for the same price. A-Rod, Montgomery, sleeper running back, empty slot, waiting for your Samuels to get in there, waiting for Daryl Henderson to explode and get in there with Mike Thomas, Odell Beckham Jr., and Mike Evans, and then a David Njoku at tight end. You clean up with that approach. One of my favorite win strategies in 2019. I recommend you do it. I recommend you do it a lot. I recommend you use that same formula, mix up some of the players get Baker instead of A-Rod in one of them. Instead of getting Thomas, maybe you get um, Adams. Instead of Odell, maybe you use, uh, I'd say, Kittle. You know, you could use Kittle too, or not Odell. Maybe you'd say Thomas, Odell, and Kittle instead of Evans or whatever. You can manipulate this approach a little bit, but one of my favorite recipes and strategies for winning in 2019. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's my favorite team. Another strategy I love is going in an auction draft. These bad boys, if the magnets will play nicely. Baker, 
Camara, Elliot, and then go sleeper wide receiver shopping. This can win leagues in 2019. Can win leagues. I don't know where Dylan is. We lost him again. Another favorite strategy of mine. Again, kind of going with the wide receiver approach. Um, I love this approach. Because I think he is so good. And he gets so over underlooked. So undervalued. Especially in an auction. That these guys can hit a home run for you. Those are some of my favorite approaches. Now it's time for Q&A. Let me get on over to... Q&A time. Hit me with it. If I missed anything above, please repost it. I can't scroll back through. Q&A time. Hit me with it. Damian Williams, Harris Samuel, Singletary. Love it. Montgomery or Henry? Montgomery. Did you see Henry? Andrew, this isn't lap. This isn't take a lap uh, material. But did you see Henry on my rankings? Not yet. And Montgomery was higher. I say I go with Montgomery. But you wouldn't be crazy, which is why you're not taking a lap right now, to like Henry Moore. No problem, Andrew. I'm, I'm really working on myself not to yell at every question, so that was perfectly fine. It would, I, I should be taking a lap if I yelled at you for that. So I'm catching myself. Smitty, Keeper League. Thielen for my 10 round or Aaron Jones for my 16th, 16th. Uh, Aaron Jones by a mile, my, my buddy. Go ahead and uh, lock him in. That's a fantastic keeper value right there. Aaron Jones could be a top 5 to 10 running back in 2019. Pettis or Ridley? Andrew, take a lap for that one. Really? Pet Ridley has top five, top 5 to 7 value, round value. Even four, some people are taking Ridley in the four round range. Pettis is like seven, eight round range, buddy. Running. Andrew's run. See, at least An I love Andrew's determination. Andrew wants to work hard. Andrew's not slacking in the fantasy offseason. If, if he's told by his coach to take a lap, Andrew takes a freaking lap. He doesn't complain. He learns from his mistakes. And Andrew runs. He runs around the building. Some of you other guys are taking shortcuts. You make a mistake on the show. You don't do your push-ups or take a lap. And that's why you're behind. A.B. or Cooper. That one is arguable. Jake, um, I take A.B. 10 times out of 10 myself. But you could easily argue that, that Cooper has the upside. I just continue to be a little cautious. And A.B. to me still has top five wide receiver appeal. Dude is a savage. Get out of his way when he runs by you. Who, Andrew? I hope. I hope Andrew is, is working hard, bulking up. Andrew's like uh, um, Aaron Jones. He's just taking the offseason really seriously, which is why I like Andrew jo Jones so much. Or Aaron Jones. Andrew, Andrew Jones. That's why I like Andrew Johnson so much. Like I like Aaron Jones. Henry or Monty in the third are great picks. Honest Abe, I agree. 
Look, Andrew's already done with his lap. And some of you haven't even posted your question yet. Andrew's back at the drawing board coming up with questions. Olsen or Bruce Anderson? Olsen. I like Olsen a lot. If you watch him on film, he looks like a bulldozer. But in a, a small enough frame that I think it, he can, you know, withstand a good season. Tough run. Nick Foles or Andy Dalton? I don't know. Shoot me in the head. I don't know. I don't like Henry. Ironic. I know. Dude was 45 points per game. That says Henry. Henry doesn't like Henry. <laughs> that is ironic. Um, I understand not wanting to, to gamble on Henry. I get it. I don't blame you. I mean, Henry at the right price, but Henry in the second round is way too high. That's why you didn't see him in my second round. Now, you could say Montgomery in the second round is too high. I agree. You could argue that. You could argue it. I don't agree that it'll be the case, but I mean, I get, I can't, I can't tell somebody that, that I'm not going a little overboard with my Montgomery rankings when I'm telling you you can't do that. I'm not saying you can't do that with Henry. So I understand if you like Henry that much. I just like Montgomery more. If I have Kamara, would you take Chubb, Kelsey, Evans, Juju, or Williams with your second-round pick? So if you if you have Kamara, would you take Chubb, Kelsey? Um, I think I like... Uh, Evans most with that because then you start off with balance. I'm all about best player available, but Evans and those guys are really close. Um, I'd consider Juju to be honest, um, but I think I think Evans is probably, in my opinion, a little bit safer. That's just my opinion. I I think a lot of people could like Juju more, and I get that. I'd understand that. What's up, Beach? Five. 0.5 PPR, don't you almost have to fill out the flex spot and pass uh, with a pass catching back? I mean, you don't have to, but it makes sense to. I like uh, that's why I like going with like a hole somewhere in my lineup and stacking because then I can get a Jalen Samuels in there. Smitty, I got Aaron Jones in the thirteenth. Um. What would be your strategy with the, the first three rounds? Best player available, Gabriel. I can't really give you like a game plan because I, I wouldn't be giving you things that I would really advise people to do. Like I can't advise anybody to just go into a draft, but I could tell you in general, um, where where's your pick? Gabriel, tell me where you're drafting, and then I'll tell you what I can guess might happen. So you trade DJ. This is from Kevin. DJ and OJ Howard for Kelsey and David Montgomery. I assume a dynasty. And if it's a dynasty, I absolutely do that. And I leave the show right now, which I don't recommend, but go accept it and then come back and then take a victory lap. Because David Montgomery, in my opinion, isn't that far off DJ in dynasty. And you just got Kelsey over OJ Howard. Number eight, Gabriel, so you're saying you take Kelsey and you want to know where what to do with your your draft picks. Um, let me read your question again. If you got Aaron Jones in the 13th, what would be your strategy with the first three rounds? So number eight, um, well, since you got a running back, that makes sense, good sense for you to go wide receiver with Hopkins or Adams or Mike Thomas because you have Aaron Jones already. And then take the best player available in the in the second round. 
and take the best player available in the third regardless of position because you already got two of each position locked in so you don't have to worry too much about balance at that point you can literally without any hesitation go best player available potential keepers um keep Damian Williams is 17th, Connor 16th, DJ 13th, Aaron Jones 8th, Watson 15th, Kelsey 3rd. You get to keep two. Yes, my team last year did well. Please advise. Um, man, that's a tough one. I think pretty clear cut, though, to, I mean, you can get, like, Kittle back, not too deep into your draft, or not too deep in your draft, but not, like, right away. So I'd rather do that than mess around with Kelsey at third round value. That's only like a round difference of where I'd draft him. Uh, Connor, I don't believe in. DJ for the 13th and Damian Williams for the 17th is probably what I'd roll with because you can dominate now. And you can work on accumulating talent to be ready for next year. You don't have to always say, I want these two players to have the most dynasty appeal. You hope to be so good at your dynasty drafting to get Daryl Henderson late, to get all these players late, that you're going to have new options that, that are going to emerge from your drafting this year. So you got to kind of think about the now and not always think, okay, well, Aaron Jones might have better keeper value than Damian Williams. Why don't I keep him in advance? Well, anything can happen. You know, Aaron Jones could get hurt, and then now what are you looking at? You don't have your Damian Williams for the whole year. You can only keep one running back and one wide receiver. Uh, then, did you even name a wide receiver? You hate Aaron Jones' schedule. Smitty, any chance Zeke holds out for half a season or more? Uh, I don't think so. I think he already laid a softball approach up, teed it up. I don't think I don't think we're looking at his uh, holdout, to be honest with you. Kamara, Montgomery, and Henderson, what is, is what I scored in my recent draft? Well, you scored big, Andrew. You can take a victory lap. Had Diggs in the second round. Thanks. Um, Diggs isn't a great keeper in the second, to be honest, man. But, I mean, if it's the only wide receiver you have. Running again in victory, says Andrew. This is one of those victory laps Andrew has. If you guys haven't gone to sleeperu.com, shame on you. sleeperu.com. Learn about it and get there. Aaron Jones, too much of a reach in the second. Smitty at 20th overall. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't let, I don't take Aaron Jones in the second round. They're just better options. What's up, crap man? You missed me yelling at some people, crap man. So we have people taking laps left and right in here. Uh, somebody asked me, what was the, the bad one? Ridley or Pettis? Or, oh, you like Pettis though, right, crap man? Andrew took a lap. Anyone have an opening in a dynasty league? Says Honest Abe. Trust him. Honest, Abe is honest. I'm leaning Kelsey in the third round and keeping DJ in the 15th. Seems like you're on board. Thanks again, Smitty. I mean, yeah, you don't have any other options uh, at wide receiver. So you're looking good there. I mean, Kelsey is a good value in the third round, but, you know, you had better value, but that was at running back. Can you trade those running backs, though, and get yourself, like, a better, even a better option? I'd maybe look to that do that. A.B. Evans can uh, all be had about 130. A.B. Evans 
and Schuster all be had for about 130, not too shabby, eh? Yeah, and I love that. I love going three wide receivers, then get David Montgomery and then Aaron Rodgers. David Montgomery and uh, Baker Mayfield. And then you can get your Hendersons and all those people. You can tell me if I get that free Sleeper U membership like Daryl. What do I what do I have to do? What are you talking about? Cancel my previous subscription with another site for Sleeper U. Atta baby, Andrew. And Andrew, that comes with one-on-one -on -one advice. I promise not to yell at you. I'm much more personable in an email where it's one-on-one. -on -one. Oh, you want me to yell at you, Jaws? So, Andrew, welcome to the team. Welcome to sleeperu.com, the community. Get on the forum. Uh, the forum have different usernames in the, the actual content side of the site, so grab the same username. Uh, jump on the forum and we'll welcome you. Well, uh, introduce yourself in the welcome uh, to Sleeper U thread and get to know the community, man. It's an amazing community. But damn glad to have you, Andrew. Smitty, I got some crafty dudes in my league. What's the earliest you're targeting, Henderson? In a crafty bunch, Gabriel, I think you got to go in the sixth round, but I, I don't like anything higher. Will do. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Andrew. Really glad you're here. I mean, Henderson has so much upside, so much, but you you got you can't t you got to take him where it's starting to get a little bit, you know, shady. So, in the sixth round, especially late sixth round, you're talking about guys you could live without. In the fifth round, you might be landing yourself a pretty big gun. And just remember, you play in a lot of leagues, guys, so don't ruin one league reaching too high or trying to get him in every single league. You might not land him in every league, and you're better off enjoying the fact that you're probably going to own him in one or two or three leagues and clean up. But don't go, you know, reaching too far in case something bad happens or it doesn't unfold that way. you got to protect yourself. Not every bold prediction I make is going to land. Um, we had a damn good la year last year, but things happen, man. So you can't put all your eggs in one basket. And just because I like Henderson as a top, you know, five to 10 running back per start, he may not get, he may get four starts. We don't know. Charge more for yelling, the yelling service. Name it tough love sleeper. You, I might. And if I ever deserve taking a lap, I will go take a lap. At least around the interior of my, my home or something. You know, we're outside on the basketball court. I'll do, I'll do it. For those of you that missed, I am the first, I believe, I need to co contact Guinness Book of World's Records, but I believe I'm the first ever fantasy football show to stream a show live on YouTube while on an electric scooter. And I answer questions as I was riding around. I have to be, I, I, I honestly think I have to be the first ever fantasy show to film a show on a, on a scooter, electric scooter live. Thank you. May ascribe. Hello, new here. Sleeper you more for redraft or dynasty advice as well. Uh, it is uh, literally, think of it this way. I think the best way to describe it, a uh, cold one, is that in January, January 1, I, I unleash my product. So that means the Super Bowl hasn't even happened yet. I'm already talking about 2020, January 1, and you can buy into that subscription. 
So if you think about it, talking about football in January means that I'm talking dynasty, bro. I'm talking, you know, 2020 rankings as well, you know, so getting people ready. But a lot of that's going to be dynasty geared. So I am massive. I, my dynasty community is probably, I think, one of the biggest out there. But I, I tackle topics like both topics. I talk about, especially, you know, in June, July, you're going to hear me do a lot of redraft in August, especially. But pretty much I'm talking about dynasty and redraft the entire way. And I try and hit every topic. And if I do a dynasty draft, then I'm obviously going to talk about dynasty. But if I do a general breakout topic around my bold predictions, I will talk about both angles if I can. But I'm talking both all the time. So think of it as a hybrid of both equally. Your theme song should be Bad Motor Scooter. Stamp it. Stamp it. I need to do more of those Smitty approved stamps on my videos. I, I, I agree. Should I feel confident with Damian Williams in the third round as your running back too? You should feel damn confident, Parker. That's how you do it. Hello, new here. Oh, I read that one. Interior laps count. You need a host. There's no show. I'll be out of breath too. Hopefully I don't have to take too many laps. Duke Johnson Jr. will get traded. He might. I was about to hit the Duke Johnson highlights again, and Smitty was live. Priority. Roger agreed. Just took Fournette in the third round. Smitty loves the pick, I know. Henry, I don't love the pick. I don't hate the pick in the third round. Um, I hate him in the second round. I don't, like, hate, hate Fournette in the third, but it depends on who was there. Tell me who was there, and I'll tell you if it was an awful pick. But... I just think that, no problem, cold one. Hope to have you. Um, it comes with free one-on-one -on -one advice. You know, so you and I can email when you have, you're in a bind or you want to cook up a trade topic or whatever, cold one. So it's definitely worth the price of admission alone on the one-on-one -on -one advice. What are the odds LaShawn McCoy gets traded in Singletary Shines? Um, you know, McCoy could get cut. McCoy could get traded. I don't know. McCoy could just be hurt. McCoy could just get phased out. But Singletary by midseason is going to get a – I think he gets unleashed midseason. Fournette will be huge if he signs. Uh, Henry, I don't agree if he stays healthy. Um, but that's the thing. I mean, you could say that about him if he stays healthy, but I don't think he'll stay healthy. That's part of my – that's part of my, my, my whole spiel on why to avoid Fournette. Half of it's injury, half of it's – that he fails you every time he gets a chance to prove himself. So, Roger, Henry, I just took Fournette in the third round. You did not do it. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Fournette, man, at all. I'm with Andrew. I'm with Roger. Henry, stick to your guns if you really like them, but I'm not touching Fournette. There's a reason Fournette was on my bold predictions. My top 10, I think it was number 7, on my top 10 bold predictions for the entire 2019 season. Fournette was number seven to bust. I hated Fournette last year. Lose weight? You're an injury-prone player. It's like playing without pads for Fournette. He's going to take off his pads and play football when he's an injury-prone player and take away all that, that ability to absorb those hits? I mean, one of the most, like, writing-on-the-wall situations that there were last year, and people were all over Fournette. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is the dumbest ranking ever. And so I get people that message me saying, do you like Fournette this year, Smitty? What in the hell has Fournette done to, to climb my ranking at all? If he was my biggest bus candidate for all of 2018, what in the hell has Fournette done this offseason 
to prove himself to me. Why on earth would Fournette climb? Why would Fournette climb my ranking? Honestly, they almost wrote him off in January and February. He barely, barely got a second chance. Then he decides to go for a joy ride over 100 miles an hour and get cuffed. Yeah, I'm not saying that that's the biggest crime ever. But then he fights in the side. Like, he's just, he makes horrible decisions, man. Fournette is there to disappoint you. I just, I don't get where he would have climbed my ranking. So it's so funny when people ask me, they know, and they know my content too. They're like, okay, I know you hated him last year. Do you like him this year? I'm like, no, not at all, man. But Henry, stick to your guns. If you like Fournette, bro, I have, I'm every expert, even the best of the best can, can miss when you're talking about like bold calls like this is going to miss 30% of the time at a minimum. So if Fournette ends up landing, you're going to look good. It could be one of those ones I miss on. Who disappoints more, Devonta Freeman or Leonard Fournette? I think Fournette does. I think Freeman's got a shot. Freeman's got to stay healthy, but he's at least been there before, been at the top of fantasy football for running backs. He was literally the best at one point in one year. And he doesn't have Coleman at his heels. He's supposed to be healthy, and he's in a very pass-heavy offense that kind of caters to his game because Fournette, like Kamara, you don't want... I'm sorry, Fournette. God, I'm tired. Freeman, like uh, Kamara, you don't want Freeman getting 250 rushes. So, Henry, you do want Freeman to stay healthy. Jason, I agree. Freeman in the fourth is a very good bet. Fournette should go in the fourth, too, if you want to have a good bet or a better bet. But Fournette in the third? The third round, we're talking about uh, guys like Aaron Jones, who you could say is risky, too, Henry. You'd have that argument. I, I couldn't really argue against you. Henry, uh, Keenan Allen was still there on the board for us. Hilton, Mac, Mac's injury-prone and a risk, too. But you probably have Montgomery, too, because I'm the only insane one putting Montgomery in my second round uh, mock draft. So yeah, some people are copying at this point, but it's not on my side of the fence. It's getting copied. So so uh, Montgomery, Henry, is are you deciding between Montgomery and uh, Fournette? Because if you are, you're going to need to take a lap like yesterday. Smitty, question, brother. About Kamara, Schuster, A.B., Evans in an auction. Would you be drafting Kyler Murray and Josh Allen as my QBs? Can you get Baker Mayfield in that? Can you get a Roethlisberger and Kyler Murray? I, I wouldn't go both Murray and Allen. Both have that running ability, but both have risk. Can you get a Roethlisberger? Can you, I'd rather you see spend all that money on one Baker Mayfield because I think he could be top three. Baker Mayfield is my number three fantasy QB in 2019. Monty. Uh, did I miss something? Monty, a fourth for me. Monty, a fourth for you. Henry, Henry, Henry. You're, don't take Fournette in the third and Monty in the fourth? I'm trying to stay composed. Henry, I'm trying to stay composed. 
Guys, if you're in a league where Montgomery's still going in the fourth round, you need to draft now, and you need to draft now. Like, right now. Because that won't last. When the, hi when the hype gets going, mark my words, David Montgomery will be everybody's favorite running back, too. Yeah, take Montgomery in a... I mean, I would have taken Montgomery over Fournette all day long. 11 times out of 10, I would have taken David Montgomery over Fournette. But that's me. It's not necessarily lap material, Henry, because you could argue Fournette had the upside at one point. I don't see it. I don't see it anymore. Um, I, I, I just think Montgomery is a lock to be drafted in the, the at least the top 25 to 27 come mid-August. Easy. Uh, John, the hype on David Montgomery reminds me of Royce Freeman last year. You know, it's funny you say that because last year I would have told you that Royce Freeman was in a very good position. and I, I would not have been that concerned about Lindsey, although I did like Lindsey a lot but in January, and I had him ranked in my top, I think, six running backs. And then he was hurt and then he was snubbed from the combine and so he naturally fell out of my rankings because he wasn't in prime position to start but I still liked him as a sleeper but even I didn't even with that kind of insight on Lindsay knowing Lindsay's talent he, he did not come out of nowhere for me I still didn't see the unseating coming so in in hindsight it looks so clear to say that's ridiculous but that is a funny example but Montgomery yeah the only difference is like Sam saying the only difference is Montgomery for sure you know, is like one of the top running backs in the league in the in the league entering as a rookie, whereas Royce was kind of borderline-ish. We just liked his talent a lot. So I think it's very, very, very different in the end, but is a funny and very uh I think worthy topic that you bring up. So I, I like that you brought it up, but I think it's very, very different. And Montgomery's not going to be facing that problem in my opinion. I would I would put an entire league on it, you know take that chance for sure if you're wrong you're wrong that's why you play in multiple leagues not so that you can miss things necessarily but things that you can't avoid that happen it doesn't tear your whole fantasy season down you really should play in multiple leagues uh baker mayfield is the next Jameis redraft only i like baker thoughts on the bucks backfield uh i don't touch it unless ronald jones falls really far Um, is Matt, so yeah, I'm not sure what Matt meant by that, but I love Baker. If Matt's crapping on Baker, then, then at least take a mental lap, Matt. DJ Moore going too high. A great value in the sixth round. He's okay in the sixth or seventh round. I wouldn't call him like amazing or a bust. Sam taking Montgomery as my running back one still puts me in an uneasy yeah, I, so it depends on your running back one setup. If you have, if you're in an auction, you have Mike Evans, Odell Beckham Jr., and Antonio Brown, and Aaron Rodgers, then he can be your number one because you've stacked in a way that that makes sense. If you're not balanced that way, offsetting all of your talent on one side, absolutely don't, you know, you don't need to necessarily take him as your one. You can take him as your running back two and hit a home run with it. But in a situation where you offset all of your money and talent on the wide receiver and QB side, David Montgomery, look at what we're talking about. David Montgomery's still going in the freaking fourth round in some of your drafts. I tend to say anybody draft 
drafting in a draft where Pete where Montgomery's going in the fourth round. Honestly, tell me you're drafting with very, very advanced fantasy football drafters. You're probably not. Number one, you're drafting, assuming you're talking redraft, you're drafting way too early. Veterans don't draft in July. People that know what they're doing don't draft in July in a redraft format, typically. I'm not saying you don't if you're in their league, but if you're in their league and they want to draft early. Now, if it's a dynasty startup, Montgomery should be going in the second round. No no question. That's not even like a ridiculous statement or a bold statement. So I assume you're talking redraft because Montgomery would not go in the fourth round in a dynasty. That would be asinine. He is a second. He's like a top 10 to 15 overall player in dynasty. So the fact that you're drafting in July tells me that you're with people that I would say might be magazine drafters. And that's why you're seeing Montgomery in the fourth. If you draft in late August, I can pretty much guarantee you that Montgomery hype will be through the roof. And I hope to be conducting that train because I've been driving it since January or conducting it since January. We need to find out if I do have the Guinness Book of World Records number one slotting of scooter, electric scooter riding live streaming a fantasy football show. I really want to know. Somebody find me the Guinness number or how to how to go about that. I'll make it worth your while. I'll call you before your draft if someone can look into that for me. And get me the information I need. I will call you before your draft and we'll talk fantasy football. I got... Honestly, I think I could get Montgomery in the fifth round or later. That would be... Parker, that would be amazing. He'd be cleaning up. I wouldn't take the risk of taking him. If you think you can get him in the fifth, take him in the fourth. Be safe, man. Don't don't misjudge that there's one guy that knows what he's doing. Smitty, at what age do you usually look to trade a healthy elite running back in Dynasty? Every player is different. Every situation is kind of different. Um, but after their fourth elite year, you better start looking, man, and selling high. Cook and Cuff with him and Madison. I think Madison needs to be cuffed. But... I'm sorry, Cook needs to be cuffed to Madison. Yeah. I don't know if DJ Moore or Samuel could dominate Chris Hogan. Yeah, I'm not a not a huge fan of that that situation, man. Baker is my boy this year too. Smitty says Sand. Parker says Williams, Chubb, or Cook. Uh I think Cook. I think Cook could be a top five to seven overall player this year, guys. He's working hard, staying healthy. He's working out a ton. Um, then I'd say probably Chubb and Hunt are tied with Damian Williams. But if you just own Chubb, then I like Williams more. They're tied. If you got the duo for Chubb. And if you're just joining, don't even write in the comments. Why would you take Kareem Hunt? He's out half a year, Smitty. Then I'm going to go... Do you guys tell your league mates about Smitty's show? Honest Abe, I think that if you are one of those people that doesn't want to tell people about your secret weapon, you could at least do me the favor of telling people that you're barely in a league with or you're in some office league where you don't really care. Or if you're in the office talking next to people that play fantasy football, tell them about my show. Spread the word because the show will only get bigger, which will give you daily content. I can't tell you guys enough that my plan is to be a 10 to like 2 everyday show or if it's a nighttime show that everybody wants a five to eight so that everybody can kind of catch it um
Yeah. Thank you for the number, uh, Mighty. But if you have any, like, details on it, you know what I mean? Like, to help get it going. That's what I want. I want I want to get, like, dug into. See if we can get listed on the Guinness Book of World Records. So, I mean, I could look up the number, but, I mean, what do I need to... Can anybody get that even in motion for me? That would be awesome. Thank you for the info, Mighty. Are you a sleeper? You member, Mighty? I definitely was looking for a little bit more of like getting it in motion type of thing, but... Um, I can give you like a coupon code to make it like cheaper for you or something. But if you want to look into this and get something in motion, I'll give you a free membership for this year. If you want to start digging into that a little bit, Mighty, and you can email me through the contact form on sleeperu.com. Sleeperu.com. Damien or Monty? Uh, Damien in redraft, Monty clearly in Dynasty. Any general idea uh, idea of Kelsey projections? Um, I think like he's a lock for you know twelve hundred yard, eleven hundred, twelve hundred yards, and uh, ten TDs. Your niece got one. So Maya Scribe, maybe you can help get that going for me. How she went about like can you get that in motion for me the the live and if I have to redo it I will like if you want to set it up to where they got to monitor it uh, like a time frame too because I think some of it's going to be about a, the longest live stream fantasy football show on a scooter so I probably will have to have it be monitored and I'll do that so just set me up for that and you get a free subscription I'm signing up on Sleeper U before the season because Smitty is my boy and I know his content already damn straight sand and because i appreciate all of you in sand you might want to take advantage of this now but enter promo code now n-o-w and that promo code will get you five dollars off right now but you have to act fast you have to get it soon that makes the 29 dollars product only 24.99 so if you want Sleeper U for $24.99. Go enter promo code now. Limited usage. Definitely do it fast before that gets scooped up. I'll contact Rob and see how he got hooked up with Guinness and his records. Thank you, Mighty. I appreciate it. Uh, anything you can do to like get that going. Great mass, Smitty. Well, it's $29.99 to $24.99. So my math is right. I just was shorting saying it fast and not saying the 99. So 29.99. Smitty, I got booted out. Can you rank these backs for me? Freeman, carry on, Monty, Lindsay, Jacobs, and uh, okay, so Gabriel, I will say ranking these, I'd say Montgomery. Um, I assume that's Devonta Freeman. Uh, Montgomery, probably, God, Montgomery and then a big space, man. And then the rest of them are kind of jumbled together. Together, I told all the people in my money league to watch the counter show. 
It was right. It was right giving you props. Oh, John, okay, sorry. I wasn't suggesting you were giving me a hard time about it, but I think I said twenty $29 to $24.99. You only tell your loved ones about Smitty. Thank you, Honest Abe. Favorite football team? I do have the luxury of being a fantasy football fan. First and foremost, I entered the league or entered the fantasy space as a fantasy fan first, but I do have my Brown Super Bowl ticket right there um, because I, I firmly believe that the Browns have, have a shot. I don't know that they're actually going to win it. I think Kansas City will probably have a good shot or what, be New England again. Uh, Kansas City, I think Green Bay is going to be really good this year. I think the Saints will still be good. I think the Rams will still be very good. But um, I would love to see the Browns make it to the Super Bowl at least or be a Final Four team in 2019. Tell them to watch the fantasy fat guy. <laughs> Tell everybody to watch the fantasy football show. It can only help you. It can only help you. Because if I do a show from 5 to 7 or 5 to 8 every night, are you not going to like that better than trying to keep it hush-hush? Everybody kick the problem down the road um, and then you don't have the show. I am waiting for genetically modified Walter Payton to draft in 2075. That's interesting. You might not be that far off, man. We might be producing people by then. Who knows if we're if our planet's even around. Sleeper U is the secret sauce content and the forums are a hundred percent. Plus, Smitty answers questions within twenty-four hours of you asking anywhere else makes you pay premiums for that. Damn straight, Mercado. I appreciate it. And if you have a question pending, Mercado, because I know you and I were talking in email. Uh, I haven't had a chance to get back to some stuff today. So if you have a, a, a follow-up question, I'll get to it today at some point. So thanks for waiting. Um, it probably worked. <sighs> Let's check it out. Browns are 21 for Super Bowl. Uh, when I got my ticket, they were, yeah, it was about, uh, about the same. All right. It looks like I got subscription from... Uh, Michael just sent one in. Was that you? I devoted one of my leagues to Sleeper U advice. If I place in the top three, I will be a customer for life. I have all your I have all your boys, Handy, Montgomery, Samuels, Mahomes in the third. Attaboy. The only two channels I watch are this one and the headliners for to all my fantasy friends. And the counselor. <laughs> Beach. Okay, so we I got gotcha. you. You're covered. 
All you got to do is when you go to sleeperu.com, there's an Ask Smitty feature. Click that, fill that out. You could send me a question anytime you want. And then we will talk back and forth. I ask you to send one question at a time. Don't send me 100 questions. Um, let's go with one question at a time. Answer it. You can ask another, etc. Um, there's no limit on that, but I do like to have that luxury. So hopefully people don't ever abuse that to the point where I do have to set a limit. So just be res- be reasonable, you know, but give 24 hours. Uh, oftentimes I'll get bombarded heading into kickoff. So if you email me like at seven in the morning on Sunday morning, because I need to allow for 24, I'm usually a lot faster, sometimes within minutes, sometimes hours, uh, depending on when you send the question, but I get bombarded with questions right before kickoff. And as you can imagine, I can't get to all of those right before kickoff. So make sure you leave your time, yourself time. Also guys, if you haven't, if you don't know, I'm doing a fantasy football summit. It's called the fantasy expert summit, 2019. It's $10 to get in. And, uh, if you go to sleeperu.com, right on my homepage, you will see John just subscribed. boy John. Who's John? Which one's John? John? John, right there. You have a regular time for a live chat, Smitty, each day. No, I go kind of randomly, but I will probably be doing Sunday mornings, either live on Instagram and YouTube or live on YouTube. Or, you know, one of the two will definitely happen. So you can find me every single time. Cold one signed up. At a boy. Um, oh, so anyways, let me post this. Let me post this. YouTube. I'm going to post a link, guys. I'm doing the Fantasy Football Summit 2019. And it's $10 to get in. And you get to see about, I don't know, 12 to 15 speakers that I interview. Or uh, my partner in the promotion, Kerry. He is a longtime user of sleeperu.com. And he put together this awesome summit. Uh, He's going to... He has no affiliation with Sleeper You or the Fantasy Football Show, but he asked me to be a part of this, so um, I am definitely excited to be the host of the Fantasy Football Expert Summit. But I'm going to put in the live chat here a link, and that right there, for $10, that link right there, for $10, you get access to this two-day event online. So you get your seat for $10, you check in when you see a speaker that you want to hear, um, I either interview them or uh, the gentleman, Carrie, that I just spoke of will interview them. And you'll get to see it's all dynasty-based. So it's dynasty draft strategy, dynasty player evaluation. How do you build a dynasty team? How do you do this? How do you do that? All dynasty-related. And uh, it's a freaking fantastic deal for 10 bucks. So if you want something to do all weekend, so Saturday and Sunday, this Saturday, this Sunday, the 21st and the 20th, um, that link right there will get you that $10 seat. I recommend that you you uh, uh, I recommend that you you get that seat and, and watch some fantasy football this weekend because it'll help you in craft your game for fantasy football. Oh, all right, guys.
I think I'm done for the day. We've been on for about um, an hour and a half, which is usually a pretty good live for us. We get a lot of content covered. You guys rock. Um, when are you doing a sub giveaway, Smitty? You said you do that two weeks ago. Uh, Savvy, when did, what, what did I say about a sub giveaway? What did I say on that? Should have joined this draft. I should not have joined this draft, Henry. What draft are you talking about? Smitty, you have any other live podcasts planned for in the near future? Uh, Gabriel live shows. I do lives all the time on Instagram. So get over to Instagram. Let me give you that. I do have exciting news. I will do most likely. I am new to the website and I'm not sure how to use it. I'll check it out. Okay, no problem. The forums you have to uh, register for separately. So stand, make sure you register for a form username. Just grab your same username. Um, you know, set the passwords the same, whatever, so that it's convenient for you. But it is a separate login. So grab your username, get on the forums, introduce yourself into the welcome topic, and we'll all welcome you and you're going to love that community. That community is going to give you more knowledge than, than anything because the, the sleeperu.com forums are off the hook. Um, Savvy, you said it was two weeks ago when I said you got kids and house payment and said you do giveaways for subs. Uh, okay. So, um, Savvy... Someone sent me a razor. Do I really need, I don't need to shave. This is how I roll, man. Ciao, see you next time. Thank you, appreciate you checking in. Uh, Savvy, I'll do you a solid. If you post, if you post the Fantasy Football Show link in three very high exposure um, places, Ones that preferably won't get deleted because someone will see it as spam. Do it in a nice way. Like, hey, just want to let you guys know this site is very, very helpful. Do it in a way that doesn't look spammy. Three links. Then send me those three links. I'll give you a free membership to sleeperu.com this year because that's how I roll. All right, guys. I appreciate you. That's not an offer for everybody. That's for Savvy. Uh, Savvy talked about this earlier, so I was doing him a solid. I will be doing giveaways um, in fact, I will give a free subscription out to, uh, another person that, that can show proof that they're getting me subscribers to the fantasy football show on YouTube. So youtube.com slash the fantasy football show, uh, email me links of you getting subscribers or your attempts to, and if the top person, I'm not going to do it to everybody that tries the top person that gives, gets the most links out there or the most outside of savvy. Uh, I will give a free membership, but that again, that's not a, if you do it one time or if you do it in a week attempt, I'm going to give you a membership. It's the best attempt. And then I'll announce it on my, my next live show who won that, but savvy, I owed you that one. So go ahead and do that. Send me an email. I appreciate you guys. You guys make the show. Um, look at Mercado putting in a super chat. Mercado, just for that, I'm staying for one question. Ask me anything.
You wonder if the counselor will delete it? He probably will, so maybe that's not the best channel to post it because you won't be able to prove that you did it because it'll be gone. Uh, but I'm going to answer one question here. I got a super chat from Mercado. What do you got, Mercado? Hit me with it. Any question? I would give you a tour of the studio, but it's kind of messy. So next time. Hit me, Mercado. Thank you for the super chat. This is the studio, by the way, from the... And that's where I watch football, the red zone, all monitored out. We want a strip tease. No thank you product reviews. If you guys need a product review, product reviews, go see him. It's my boy. Here's the, uh, the TV for the games. All my monitors there, some of them aren't on now. That's my security system surveillance. So I can watch what freaks. This is the trash can and all the crap on the ground. So you'll have to forgive me. I'm cleaning up. I was moving around. This is a mock draft I did in February. Oh, but I do have exciting news. Uh, and I've talked about this a little bit before. I will be doing uh, another 24-hour live stream, I think. I know. I know. So look for that in August. Get ready. Took another look at Paris Campbell. That's if you answered all my questions. Take uh, take another look at Paris Campbell. That's if you answered all my questions on Sleeper You. Okay. I still have to look and see if you have anything pending. Smitty, your mom just yelled for you to clean up your room. Ma, the meatloaf! No, it'd be Miss Smitty. Miss Smitty! The meatloaf! We want it now! The meatloaf! During the live stream in February, I yelled a little bit at her, I think, but then I apologized. I was like, where's my food? Just kidding. She fed me. She took care of me. She let me ring this bell. So every subscriber, I don't know if I'll do that this time around, but every subscriber, I ring the bell during my 24-hour 20, live stream. And uh, I should be going live in August. I'm going to do it better. It's going to be bigger better. I'm going to be out and about mobile, not just in the studio. Uh, and now that we have so many subscribers, whereas before it was like... <laughs> You know, it was to start off the show. It was brand new. Um, we had a bunch of loyal people in here, you know, constantly had people online. But now would be in the 40 to like 70 range in the room at all times. Uh, maybe not in the, the dark, the darkest hours, but it's going to be off the hook if I do it again. Um, I'm glad I did it back when I did it, though, because it helped the brand grow. It helped us get known, you know, even if after the fact people saw that we did it. Um, but we will be going live, or I will be going live. I say we sometimes, and it, it really is just me. <laughs> I'm a one-man band, and I'm proud of it. I will be going live in August. I don't know when. Might be the 23rd. We will see. But I'll be going live. Uh, can't wait to uh, to do that and have another show. So hope you guys are excited for it. If you haven't subscribed to the show, just click the subscribe button, please. It helps the brand out a lot. Please hit the like button on your way out. I see only 47 thumbs up. I appreciate it. It really helps when that thumbs up is hit. And continue to, to like those videos as they come through because it makes the show get served up by YouTube to more people. So if you want people to 
uh, if you want this channel to grow and for me to get you that daily show, which I really want to do, I want to have like a, a three or four hour show every day that you can count on Monday through Friday and then a Sunday morning show. That is my goal. Uh, but I need your help. Honest Abe says, or Mendoza says, my dad used to yell at my neighbors when the cats, dogs would, would shit in the yard. It was hilarious. Remember, remember us when you're a big timer. Marcado, we're getting there, man, together. Thoughts on Sony? Don't trust those knees. Damian Harris is the sleeper to own in 2019 out of these, these late rookie running backs. Um... Smitty, already answered that one. All right, guys, appreciate you. You're the best. You're listening to the Fantasy Football Show.